Well, hello, I'm Doug Apple, back with another special interview for you today. Thank goodness the hurricane did not hammer us and become a, quote, unprecedented event, as we thought might happen. So we're very thankful for that. We're on the phone line with Mike Sharman of Share Healthcare, and we're going to be talking a little bit about your own budget, your own healthcare, perhaps Share Healthcare, the nonprofit healthcare sharing ministry could be right for you and your family. But we talk about this disaster that could have been from the hurricane, and we talk about advanced preparation. I don't know about you, but we did here at the radio station as well as at home a lot of advanced preparation for the hurricane in advance, thinking, okay, well, if it's going to be an unprecedented event, we better be ready for it. And this is where health insurance comes in and health care sharing ministries like Share Healthcare to help you prepare in advance. Now, there is a big difference between a healthcare sharing ministry like Share Healthcare, who you've been hearing the ads for here. They bought a little airtime on Wave 94. What is the difference between a healthcare sharing ministry and health insurance? One big difference is I read this article about denials when you go through your health insurance. So you bought your health insurance, you paid for your health insurance, you thought you had good health insurance, and then you all of a sudden they deny payment. You thought they would pay for it and then you get that denial of payment. And I read this article that called it a mind-boggling labyrinth when you try to go appeal your insurance denial. One doctor said it's a horrible, horrible game and the patients are in the middle of it. Well, you thought you knew what you were getting from your health insurance, but it isn't what you ended up getting because of these denials. However, if you had share healthcare, that's a whole different animal, a whole different process. So Mike Sharman, for those who are listening and they're thinking, I wonder if share healthcare might be right for me. Talk about the differences between health insurance and share healthcare and then the difference when it comes to these denials that people run into like a brick wall when they thought they had good health insurance. So let's Take it away, Mike Sharman. Well, thanks, Doug. And I'm so glad that y'all are safe down there. um, And my sister, uh, Trish Mann, and her husband, Lonnie, lived down there in Tallahassee, and they were safe, too. And we're just so glad that that uh, hurricane reduced speed, reduced strength, and changed a little bit of direction that makes things all, all made all the difference. What makes the big difference is, as you had mentioned, that preparation. How are you going to prepare? And so there's probably a lot of people, too, that are looking at their homeowner's insurance or their business insurance of how, you know, from the damage they do have, what are they going to do? And insurance, you said, what's the difference between health insurance and share health care? Well, the same thing with, you know, homeowner's insurance, et cetera, and your savings account, I guess, is have you prepared on your own to take care of those problems? Well, a health insurance contract is a contract. And the insurer is going to try to hold the person only to the terms of that contract, period, zero. And then we'll normally try to look at the low end of that contract, let's say. They're they're going to try to give you the the minimum that contract says they have to and no more. And the other person on the other end of that contract is going to try to hold them to that. But as you mentioned with that article that you read about the difficulties of appealing health insurance, 
uh, it says that only a, a tiny, tiny fraction of the people, two-tenths of one percent of patients who were denied actually appeal. That's just a tiny fraction. They just give up. Mm. All right. So what's share healthcare? Share healthcare is not a contract. It's the body of Christ being church. Not going to church. It's the body of Christ being the mm-hmm. church. And what's the church supposed to do? Love one another, care for one another, support one another, edify, build one another up, encourage one another, bear one another's burden. That's what the church is supposed to do for members of the church. So how do we do that when we're all in different denominations and we're, we're scattered from, you know, Key West to Fairbanks, Alaska? How, how do we do that? How do we do that when we're, we're Amish and Zion Baptist? Well, we do that with the communication tools we now have, uh, the Internet. And how do we do that in a way so it's not insurance and yet is still organized uh, in good, solid methods? So we have each person in, in share healthcare, which, by the way, is 149 for a single, 249 for a couple, 349 per month for a family of four, and $50 for every person after that. All right, so we have that relatively small amount, 80% of what health insurance is, because we don't have a lot of the bureaucracy. Um, we don't have that challenging back and forth of, you know, how things are to be done, and this is my right, this is your right. We're the body of Christ. And so Share Healthcare's only purpose to exist is to help people deal with the medical expenses of each other, their own and medical expenses of the others. And so each person gets a bank account, a specific bank account in their name uh, that their monthly amount goes into, and then when the amount is needed to share with others, it pours out from there with an algorithm. Okay, so that's that's the how. So what happens if somebody has a grievance or a complaint with share healthcare or with the process? It might not even be a complaint with share healthcare. It might be a complaint with, What's going on with their their um, medical procedure, their medical billing might be agreements they have with their, their doctor. So we have four levels of appeal. Your first level of appeal is your member advocate. Every uh, person in, in share healthcare is assigned a member advocate when they join. And that is the person who's going to be taking care of them throughout. So you... You have the same person who understands you, understands your problem. You've, you've told them your story once. You don't have to tell them 22 times. And that member advocate has full authority to resolve your grievance, whether it fits the handbook guidelines or not. So we, we have a handbook that says how we share, what we share, et cetera. Uh, but it, that handbook also provides for appeal, and it provides for the member advocate. So that member advocate has full authority. But if they don't agree entirely or they completely disagree with the member, the member then has the ability to appeal next to the board. And the board, of course, has full authority. But if the, they, the member doesn't like what the board does, they then have the ability to appeal to the people whose ministry it is, which is other members. And so there's three randomly chosen members who get to um, decide that appeal, and they get full authority. Uh, if the member still doesn't like that, their fourth and final level of appeal is to Christian conciliation, which share healthcare pays the cost of, um, and then that's a binding one. 
And each one of those levels of appeal are simple. There's not a complicated procedure. Just write out either in on paper or an email what the complaint is, send it to the member advocate, period. And it's sent on from there. Uh, if at each one of those levels of appeal, the person agrees with some of it, disagrees with other, they can just send that on in an email also. So it's, it's a simple process. And we've only ever needed to go to the second level appeal one. Um, and then even though that issue was entirely outside our handbook, um, and that's why the member advocate said, nah, I don't think this is shareable. The, the board's only question was, well, do they truly have this need? Yes, that's a verifiable need. Okay. Do we have the money to share it? Yes. Okay. Share it. Well, that was the end of that. Mm. And we haven't needed to go to the third or fourth level ever because the member advocates really work at this and work at also explaining to the person what the issue is. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, um, Doug, the, the main issue we ever have with people's complaint, uh, when they do use their member advocate is, well, why is this taking so long? I mean, that's a pretty valid complaint. And the answer on the vast bulk of those of why is it taking so long is, we haven't been able to get your healthcare provider to give us the full itemized bill. That's it. We have a couple of people whose job is just to hang on the phone and sit through hold while waiting to get somebody that can get an itemized bill. Mm. I mean, it seems silly, but that really is the main reason that there are, are glitches in the system, so to speak, mm-hmm. that delay the ability to share quickly. Mm-hmm. I think one great advantage is that it feels like when you read about these insurance denials that you're not even dealing with humans on the other end, whereas with share healthcare, you have this member advocate. So expound a little bit on the member advocate benefit. Well, for one thing, it is that person who, when you first became a member, they sent you out a greeting. Way before, they're your member advocate in good times and bad. You know, they can, you can call them up for prayer when it's your child's first day to go to kindergarten and you just want to have prayer about that. They are your advocate in, in, in administrative things and in spiritual things. So they have a relationship or have tried to establish a relationship with the member and they are consistent. So this is somebody who's contacted them when they, First got on, um, would have probably contacted them when they knew that there was a medical event coming up and either contact them by phone or by email or sometimes with a actual physical, you know, card. Um, so there's that, that relationship, which is what church does, right? And then they, um, when there is a, a, that grievance, that complaint and the person emails and says, Hey, I was, I was told by member services, I'm supposed to tell you I, I want to appeal. So member advocate will email them back if that form came in an email and say, okay, just write out what your complaint is, what your concern is. All right. They do that. Five days later, a written appeal, a written answer will come out from the member advocate. But in between, the member advocate will almost always, I, in fact, I don't know that they've never have done this. They almost always do this is that they'll call the person and talk through it. Well, what's the problem? Okay, I, I understand it. Now, let me let me check into this. Let me see what's going on, um, et cetera. 
And then um, when the appeal, what almost what most often occurs is their appeal is granted. Most often that occurs, not always, but most often. And then when it has, the member advocate will call them back up in two to three weeks and make sure that they have had a resolution to it, that whatever the cure was has actually occurred and that they're satisfied with it. It's a process that involves personal relationships. I was just thinking how every church congregation needs a member advocate. Well, I think that's called the pastor and the deacons, isn't it? Um, Some churches divide the people up by geography and assign them to that deacon elder, and they might do it different ways. Mm -hmm. And they are the ones that are your first call when you have to go to the hospital, first call when you're having a marital fuss, first call when you don't know what to do with the children. Um, You know, they are, my understanding, that's, how they should be as that member advocate. Um, you yeah. know, there was a, a pastor here in town that um, he had pastored the, one of the larger churches in town uh, for about 30 years and then retired in his 60s, as, you know, bring on the new one, new one. Well, he lived until his late 90s and he kept all of his physical abilities, kept all of his mental abilities, and also kept his pastoral duty of every single day he went to the hospital. And, you know, you'd see him drive up early in the morning, walk into the hospital, make the rounds of the hospital, talk to everybody, whether they were a member of his church or not. And, wow. Um, he would do substitute preaching around. I mean, he, he understood what his role was, and that is to pastor always. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, as we wrap up our time here together for those people who want to be better prepared before a health tragedy strikes, tell them how they can consider Share Healthcare. You can actually call and talk to a real live person and ask them questions. That'd be, you call 1-844-SHARE-HC, 1-844-SHARE-HC. Or if you'd prefer to do a little bit of investigation yourself first, go to sharehealthcare.com rummage around the website and look at all the various things there and and then maybe jot down the questions you have and and then call 1-844-SHARE-HC. Sounds like a great plan. Sharehealthcare.com or 1-844-SHARE-HC. The HC standing for healthcare. 1-844-SHARE-HC. That's Mike Sharman. And for Wave 94, I'm Doug Apple.